the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day and welcome into another day, another dollar as we pursue our retirement post. Well, I guess you could say we're starting to get deep into February. One twelfth of the year in the books. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's bring on CFP Chad Burton to talk a little financial planning. Talk a little Dow 20,000. Talk a little bit about his show, which is heard here on Mondays and Tuesdays at 2 p.m. KDOWAM 1220. How are you, Mr. Burton? Doing well. How about you? I'm doing okay. Um, still, it's, you know, that wintry mix out there has got us uh, coughing and hacking just a little bit. Um, so, risking a portfolio, Dow 20,000, feels good when you're at all-time highs, but has the risk profile changed, uh, you know, besides, you know, the typical questions that you ask, you know, what does risk boil down to for you and me? Well, what it really boils down to with a lot of, um, you know, companies that are really digging into this in the fintech world is that it really has to do with what is your tolerance for kind of a, a drawdown, a max drawdown over a six-month period? Um, how do you react to that drawdown? And over time, either your risk tolerance changes because you're getting closer and closer to that point where you're going to stop getting a paycheck and start turning on the tap from your investments. Um, or when you're younger, if you start off and your risk tolerance is way too low, sometimes it's just a matter of education. But the S&P 500, even though it's given us just amazing returns over time, you know, 10% plus range, the S&P 500 index has declined 10% or more 28 times since 1950, 20% or more nine times since 1950, and 30% or more five times since 1950. So the issue is, is when you get a max drawdown, how do you react to that? Because you could develop a portfolio that's going to be drawdown just as much or even slightly more, or one that might not average as much as you know, just being in stocks over a 20, 30-year period, but the drawdown is less than half, which becomes much more important in retirement. Sounds kind of a little bit of a gamble. Do you feel that that's a, a 
Does it sound a bit like a gamble? Or you can see how it sounds like a bit of a gamble to some people. Um, it's. I mean, if you look at it in terms of gambling, let's talk about the odds then that we always talk about. Seven out of ten years are positive. Three out of ten are negative. So that's better than any time I've stepped up to a slot machine or a, a card table in Vegas. Um, so the odds are in your favor. And once you develop an actual portfolio, when you're younger, you know, 20, 30, 40, having everything in broad-based market indexes is fine, but once you get to retirement, you had make sure you have bonds and real estate, uh, you know, commodities and different asset classes that are in there because the more asset classes you add, the more chances that you're going to have that when the S&P is down one of those significant numbers, you're going to be down much less. And having a nice steady return that achieves a goal to get you through age 100 that's really what you need. And you have to have a portfolio that you're comfortable with if you do go through a negative time that you're not going to panic. You kind of start to drool and say, maybe I should be buying more. Maybe it's time to rebalance or somebody that's going to be rebalancing and uh, you know, selling stuff that's up to buy the stuff that's down for you. That's, that's how people win in the long run. The event for Berkeley, California, February 9th is sold out. So if people want to make an appointment... Uh, that's probably the best thing they could do now is to call your offices and um, they could just jump online and probably do it via email and or get the phone number there. But the event February 9th is sold out. If you want to do a portfolio review, contact Chad and uh, he could start that ball rolling. But the Los Gatos March 9th event is open with a new uh, promo code tied towards Radio 25. Now, Chad, positive economic numbers out there, market highs, higher interest rates, deregulation, potential infrastructure spending, all those things equal inflation, although uh, we got to get those, uh, <laughs> the infrastructure hasn't passed yet, the lower taxes right. hasn't passed yet, so it's a lot of ifs and buts still in this uh, formula. Yeah, definitely. You can't forget that, you know, we can't, uh, part of, it, it, the higher the rates go, the more attractive the U.S. dollar looks to versus other currencies, and more money would flow in here. And that when the money flows in, it goes into typically bonds, which puts the prices of bonds up and the interest rates down. So there's all of this, you know, global economy that, um, you know, the stronger the dollar is, the cheaper foreign goods look to us. So that will help against inflation. But I'm getting a lot of inflation questions lately, and I think a lot of basic financial publications are pushing that idea of, oh, invest to hedge against inflation. And I think... A lot of times, gold places are really trying to use this to push gold and IRAs, where people buy gold coins with their IRAs and pay 35% markups and are completely disappointed. I think those are just terrible. Um, the best terrible. hedge against inflation in the long run have been tips, which are treasury-type bonds, where it pays a lower current interest rate, but the face value is adjusted upwards each time inflation goes up or even having some real estate in the portfolio, whether that's directly owned real estate um, or through REITs. Those have been kind of the best hedges over time against inflation. Um, and look, people are asking, are starting to ask, you know, should I buy tips directly, buy tips directly? And right now, Rob, this is the hardest environment that I've seen in 23 years in the bond market. It's, it's interesting because there ends up being pockets of value even within bonds right now, where everybody's talking, oh, bonds bad, bonds are bad because of rates. It's not all things are created equal, and, and I think you and I both agree that bond traders tend to be smarter than stock traders, and there's so many different types of bonds out there right now. We're giving that 
idea up to let the bond managers that do this every day with a huge team, let them make those decisions. And we're using a couple of unconstrained bond funds um, while we're in this type of bond environment. Now, eventually it, rates will be higher and attractive, and we'll go out and buy individual bonds. But until then, I'm not going to make the guess um, because you, know, you never really want to worry too much about what's going to happen in the next six months. You're, you're trying to create a 10-year plan. Um, and bonds are going to be pretty tough for the next three to five in terms of doing it the right way. So let an unconstrained bond manager do a good portion of that. So it is important to mention again that the Berkeley, California, February 9th lunch seminar from 11 to 1 has sold out. If you're in the Berkeley area and want to make an appointment with CFP, Chad Burton, or another CFP, contact his offices. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. You could also sign up for the new event coming up in March 9th in Los Gatos, Retirement Income and Strategies in Estate Planning uh, event. Very similar event, but it's in Los Gatos, and the code this time for free entry for radio users only is um, Radio 25, Radio 25. So, Chad, we've got about one minute. What topics will you be discussing today on your 2 o'clock show here on AM 1220 KDOW? Uh, I'll do a little bit of state planning, obviously retirement planning, because that's what I do. And then um, what's going to be interesting is proper protection in the sharing society. A lot of people are even sharing their vacation homes and their personal homes in the sharing society. You've got to be covered the right way. Give me an example on that because I know that you recently, um, not crashed, but used a friend. You used a friend's kind of rental property. Um, you could have trashed it. You could have slipped and fall. You know there could have been some incidental happens happenings. Uh, what are you talking about? Some sharing economy stuff. Well, yeah, I had like you know what seven kids with me, and um, right. you know what if something bad would have happened, it would have burned down, and people would have died, then they they could have lost personal assets in addition to the the condo itself. So um, you, you have to have full on protection and almost treat it like a hotel situation. You're the best, and uh, same thing goes for your home. Don't invite people in your home unless it's dog proof and safe for the other people to bring family into. It's uh, CFP Chad Burton. You can hear him today at 2 o'clock, 2 to 3 on AM 1220 KDOW. Meet him in Berkeley, California, February 9th, and also Los Gatos, California, March 9th. More info at newfocusfinancial.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more. Thanks for listening to the show. Amazon teased its Prime Air delivery drone service during the Super Bowl spot last night. If you noticed, there was a moment where someone called for Amazon to deliver something, and they said, they said use Amazon Air or Prime Air. And the next thing you know, the product was hanging outside the window. At the end of the Super Bowl, there was a commercial for kind of a virtual reality example where they brought three U.S. military soldiers into a big room and... They thought they were going in, I guess, maybe to make a phone call to family members or something like that. And they sit down, and they could see their family members sitting at the Super Bowl next to them. So the NFL rigged a seat with virtual reality cameras that could be broadcast across country so that you could see kind of the people close to you. 
that's one of those examples of virtual reality. Now, again, you're saying military family, okay, I get it, sweet. But how about you at the front row of you two? Now, it would be annoying if you pay for a virtual reality seat and you're sitting next to the, oh, my God, girl. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And you're on virtual reality. There's nothing you could do. But you get the idea. A lot of cool things coming. And that's one of the reasons you should be optimistic on the economy more often than not. Yes, I get the point, like, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't like this. But more often than not, we live in a system of capitalism. Sometimes it gets a little bit closer to socialism. Sometimes it ebbs back towards capitalism. It's a good place to be. Anyhow, and anyway, let's bring on Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, to talk a little real estate in the Bay Area. I know it's on your mind. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. One of the biggest mistakes I think people are underestimating is how long they're going to live. Ronald Reagan lived until he was 93 years old. He was in retirement for 33 years. He was in bad health for 10 years. Well, the monkey just pooped. And you're like, what? What did Dad just say? The monkey pooped? He lost his mind. He had Alzheimer's disease. I kind of blend the words as I'm getting older. It sounds like I'm slurring. I'm just blending words. So I'm turning Alzheimer's and the old timers. So it's old timers. Um, do you know how expensive it would have been to be Ronald Reagan if he wasn't ex-president of the United States? Do you know how long 10 years in, in very bad health costs? That's not good. Um, I've got a budget. I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Do I break it on occasion? Yeah. And when I do, it's usually because I'm trying to pursue a woman. Or I'm trying to make a woman happy. <laughs> or it's like, it's not me. It's my my psychology that kind of gets me into trouble. Too much debt will, will potentially bite you. First time I ever ordered a drink when I was underage, I ordered a, zomb- uh, I ordered a Greyhound. And the bartender could tell that I was clearly underage. He goes, here's your Greyhound. It'll bite you! And I was like, whoa, yeah, yes, sir. And what I'm trying to get at there is that sometimes you just get in over your head and debt will do that to you and it'll bite you. And when it does, it takes you down. One of my friends who I dated and then she dated someone else and got married and had a baby and her head popped off. Um, her dad got it into three houses of debt, four houses of debt. Now, you're saying four houses. I'm saying four houses of debt because every house that you own that you have a mortgage on is debt. He ultimately goes bankrupt and has a heart attack and dies. Is there a relationship? Maybe. Maybe. So anyway, let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Thanks for the intro. Yeah, it'll bite you. Yeah. Do you remember your first illegal drink? Um, I, I was actually grandfathered in. Um, in D.C. was 18 years old, so I never had a desire to drink until I was you know, probably 18 or 19. Yeah. So, yeah. It was weird because I, I could go in and drink and people had to wait till they're 21. And I was, you know, 19. With that said, uh, I just talked about, you know, mortgages as being debt. It will bite you. It can bite you. It doesn't, it won't bite you, but it could, can bite you. And people just don't realize that, do they? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm in the industry where I see a lot of people's credit and, you know, on a weekly basis, we're seeing somebody who's just, Oh, too much debt. Um, 
And now there's a lot of student loans that we're seeing much more often. It's it, even with people in their 30s carrying a lot of student loan debt. So it's definitely weighing down a lot of people's decisions on how they, you know, set their budget and how they move towards retirement. Um, I would set that as one of my first goals, Rob, to just, you know, n- number one, get as much debt down as possible. And number two, try to lower those interest rates. Uh, if you own a home, um, a lot of people are saying this just pay off some credit card, you know, any debt for that matter and roll it into the house because you get some tax write-offs uh, in your house and you can extend it for 30 years. It's almost, I think it's uh, 33 cents per dollar, or, uh, 33 cents per dollar for uh, credit card debt in a mortgage. So it's quite a bit cheaper on a monthly basis. So I wrote a book some 19 years ago and one of my chapters was called Credit Will Make You a Prince or Popper. And listen to this. This will tell you what 19 years ago, what we were dealing with. Bad credit, and this is just the chapter uh, proposed topic for the editor. And I wrote, bad credit means you pay more for a house than a person with good credit. 9% on $200,000 is $1,600 a month versus 6.5% on $200,000 comes to $1,265. So the difference is an extra $335 you save per month. That's That goes a long way. So... What's funny about this? The rates. The rates. Yeah. 19, 20 years ago, you're talking about 9% to get a mortgage. But a great mortgage was 6.5%. And the whole chapter proposal was tied towards, you know, it'll make you a prince or popper. Now, like, what's a bad rate now? Four or four and a half. A bad <laughs> is, is an upper range. Yeah. That's hilarious. I uh, talked to somebody last night and uh, it was an old client and I, I said, he asked me what rates are, and I was like, oh, yeah, they're a bit lower than what you have now. And he's like, I'm okay. I was at 6%, 7%, and I was at 5%. Now I'm at 3.8%. I don't want to do it again. Yeah. So um, Was that a, me? No, it was uh, Gunny Mike and, and Cheryl. They came in last night, and um, we talked to them for a little bit. They were very nice people. Good. But I, I expect not to ever hear from them again as far as a mortgage is concerned because that's a super low rate. Yes. So um, one of the areas that I, I'm interested in talking about, and I think a lot of our listeners are, is a second home. And how easy is it to qualify for a second home? Um, first, it has to qualify as a second home. Okay. Uh, a lot of those rules have changed. It has to be a certain distance from your house. It has to be a certain type of uh, community where second homes are, you know, it has to be like a vacation area. Um you know, the Bay Area could be considered one, but you wouldn't, you couldn't buy, live here and buy a second home in the Bay Area. So, but to qualify for it, it's like buying a primary residence. Uh, you get primary residence rates, and you have the same kind of terms as far as down payment and so on. Would you be offended if I used? I've used you for numerous loans. Would you be offended if I bought a place in Tahoe or Hawaii, and I didn't use you? No. I see. My thought is I wouldn't use you because I would use a lender who does a lot of transactions in that area um well if it's california i probably would but you know tahoe and nevada i couldn't do it but um you know i could do california But you held your course to some distant war in the corners of your mind. From the second time around, 
Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. There's a small elephant in the room that I could tell you a little bit about. I was talking with a friend at Apple and uh, totally not, you know, inside information. I was like, hey, how's the new office coming? What do you hear? And he's like, oh, they're not telling us anything. And I go, really? He goes, they don't want us jockeying for position, I think. Um, and then we started talking about, you know, Samsung's phones and Apple phones and uh he said he's thrilled that Google got into the Pixel phone because he goes, and this is a fascinating insight. He goes, it looks like there's competition, but we're getting 100% of the smartphone profits. I'm like, ding, 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 ding. I get it. So there's still an elephant in the room here that you have to start thinking about that, you know, Apple versus Google's not going to go away anytime soon. As far as uh, uh, you know, who's going to be the winner? Who's going to be the loser? Facebook versus Apple. Uh, Facebook, Facebook versus Snapchat. Snapchat filed for an IPO, and I was reading a little thing that Mark Zuckerberg once considered um, Bill Gates to be his hero when he was younger. And Bill Gates was a bit of a jerk, so Bill Gates would do this stuff where. He would, you know, not make Microsoft the best, but where he would copy the best of other companies and build it into Microsoft's platform. So I think that's worthy of mentioning here. So some other stories of note um, that I think we should hit here, you know, pretty aggressively is tied towards, you know, just keeping your mind open right now. Um, I know that's very, very difficult to do. If you watch the news, you kind of can get caught up in it. There's an article in Barron's this weekend that says Chipotle stock could fall as much as 35% over the next year. I saw their last quarter, and I kind of liked some of the comps in it. So I was like, I'll read this because I want to see if maybe I'm leaning the wrong way. Barron's is a great publication. comes out on weekends. Um, but Barron's was saying that it could fall as much as 35%. The burrito chain is moving beyond a sales decline. Tied towards tainted food scandals, which, let's face it, that's a elephant in the room. Tainted food scandals, right? Um, that's a big problem, <laughs> getting confidence to eat there again. I once did a seminar uh, out in Walnut Creek, and beforehand I stopped at a Chinese restaurant and got some food, and it was the worst case of food poisoning I've ever had. Would I ever eat there again? No way. Uh, It was great because I probably lost like eight pounds, but it was horrible because um, I was dating a beautiful woman who was staying with me, and uh, she's like, really? 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 I'm like, I can get you a hotel room, but I have to go poop, sorry. Um, So foodborne illness, it, it has a ramification. So now Chipotle shares have increased 8% in the last three months as... They have an activist-led, you know, board right now, but it's still trading at a pretty hefty 49 times earnings, and that basically says if they don't get it right, it'll come down. A lot like, um, you know, a lot of companies that were flying high on basically assumptions that they always go higher, 
um, you know, a company like a Fitbit, um, the company that does Heroes, uh, as an example. Um, if you have a high-flying PE, you got to be careful, because if you don't deliver on some metric that Wall Street finds important, you are going to be punished. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Bring in Mr. Burton to talk a little financial planning. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton with NewFocusFinancial.com. NewFocusFinancial.com is the easiest way to find them. Estate plan versus retirement plan. A lot of people retire. They want the money to last till the day they die. A lot of people retire. They want the money to last till the day they die and then leave some for their estate, for their spouse, their children. You get the basic idea. Are these ideas in conflict with one another or do they work hand in hand, Mr. Burton? Well, you really have to work hand in hand and that's part of, you know, part of your retirement plan should be looking at your estate plan as well because once you are that close to retirement, you can do a, do a true projection in terms of how long your money's going to last and what you're going to be worth. Um, you know, you use conservative growth rates on your assets and you also use, you know, just kind of conservative, let's say your real estate continues to grow with inflation. So you're retiring at 65, what are you going to be worth at age 85, at age 90, at age 95? Is there going to be a legacy left over for your kids? And if so, you know, making your retirement plan and your income plan meet your plan for a legacy. So you, know, you have to ask the question, do you want or need to have a legacy? At some people, their retirement plan, it's very important them, to them to leave either a specific amount to their kids or to charity, or maybe they have a special needs child. So you really have to make sure beneficiary designations work the right way, and they also match with what your trust is, is trying to achieve. That sounds like some legwork. That sounds like some details where I think you know my situation. Let's not get too personal. But I should have enough money for a legacy, or I should have enough money to live till the day I die. Yep. Those are two issues in my head that I feel very comfortable saying out loud. Um, and then leaving it to kids, leaving it to spouses, leaving it to colleges, I'm going to think about that in five, ten years from now Yeah. Uh, as I take the foot off the gas. And let's say you have a specific amount you want to leave the kids, right? So what are the best assets to do that with? Well, a lot of people hold off, for example, on pulling money out of their IRAs. But if you leave your IRA to your kids and they're still working, they're eventually going to have to pay the taxes and they're probably going to be at a higher bracket than you. So if w one of your plans is to leave a legacy, the best assets to leave them are either a stock or a, you know, a taxable account where if you pass, they get a step up in basis and they could sell it tax-free, or a Roth IRA. If they inherit a Roth IRA, they can roll it into an inherited Roth IRA account and continue tax-free growth over their, over their lifetime. Or let's say that you really want to benefit your church and you say, I want to set aside $100,000 out of my portfolio and I want that to go to the church when I pass away. Well, carve out an IRA. Say, I'm going to take an IRA, a certain amount that I want to leave to my church or charity, put it in a separate account and designate that church or charity because if they inherit, if they receive that IRA when you pass, they're nonprofit. They won't pay any taxes. Okay. Now, what you have to be careful with is you can really screw up your, your beneficiaries. If you have, say, two kids in a non-natural entity like a church or a charity on the beneficiary forms, it can actually screw everything up. So whenever you want to do that, carve it out. And make sure that that's noted in your trust and, and make sure that your, you know, your, your attorney, your advisor, everybody's working together to make sure your investment plan matches your estate plan and your beneficiaries matches what you want to have happen in your trust. Now, what happens if, like, the church changes, like they go under and that's part of your estate plan or the guy closes shop and moves to Guatemala and is no longer a church? 
Um, how dramatic can that change your estate plan? Well, there's there's certain you could even write into your plan. There's certain organizations that rate charities out there, okay. and and you can say in your trust documents or Plan B, Plan C, right. So if they're not a viable entity, then it goes to you know this entity, uh, and it could be up to your trustee to decide. So you could have everything just go into your trust, and your trustee could have specific instructions in the trust to say, I want charities to benefit this amount, and and I want um, them to be funded out of retirement assets. So that's a, a way that you could do it. What's really important too, Rob, is special needs kids. Yep. Um, if there's any chance that they're going to um, receive some sort of assistance from the government, leaving them money outright can really screw that up. So you really have to work with an attorney that knows the special needs rules and leaving it for them in a specific type of trust so that they can you know, be protected and uh, have some help management and also not screw up the benefits that you've worked so hard to get them um, as they've aged. So Leaving a legacy, is it's an important thought. Like, Of course you want to leave your kids money, but also on the flip side of it, you don't want to leave them so much money that they don't work. Yeah. You don't want to leave them so much money that they go off and get married to a, a you know, a gold digger. Mm-hmm. You don't want to leave them so much money that the gold digger can take half of it. So well, You don't want to protect them from divorce and lawsuits. So you could actually leave it to them in, in certain types of trusts, like dynasty trusts, um, and, you know, so if you're leaving large amounts to a young child, a lot of times people in their trust, they say, well, you get a third at 25, a third at 30, and a third at 35. I think those are old ways of doing business. You can leave it to them in trust indefinitely so that they're always protected from divorce, from lawsuits, and, and it's easy to manage. The billionaire owner of uh, In-N-Out Burger, she's 30, white trash, drives a drag racing cars, on her third marriage, has twins. Got half of the In-N-Out Burger franchise empire at age 30, gets the other half at 35. So speaking to you, to say the least. CFP Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. So Hasbro, think Star Wars figures, has been thumping Mattel, think Barbies. And today Hasbro reported an impressive report that it's stock up 10%. Tyson Foods, Newell Brands, and Cisco, Cisco with an S, it's a trucking company, also reported. Each met or beat expectations, and uh, again, that's a positive. Earnings are good, but you're going to start seeing that earnings really want Trump to cut taxes. And corporations really want that infrastructure plan. We may not get an infrastructure plan, because we're now about 30 days from the government looking at a, a financing problem. So, do we get repatriation of cash? Does Trump run out of time? Is he jawboning too much? A lot has to happen in the first 100 days um, if it's going to go, quote-unquote, his way. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, the event coming up this week in Berkeley is sold out. It's still on, but it is sold out. So, if you want tickets now, you have to think about Los Gatos on March 9th. Free entry for that is code radio25. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW. Just a few weeks ago, Wall Street analysts were busy boosting their economic forecast on that perception that 
President Trump would implement sweeping corporate tax reform, a rollback of regulations, and new fiscal stimulus. Two weeks into his term, and the president has been focused primarily on immigration and trade. A lot of tweeting, a lot of protests. And that's causing some economists to reevaluate. Um, Obamacare is a struggle, and it's a sign of things to come to try to uh, overturn it. The polarization of political parties is getting worse. There's a real possibility of market disruption. And like I said, uh, if you want to get some of these things through, they have to get through sooner rather than later. Especially before you start approaching the two-year midterm elections. Again, is it business as usual? Are you okay with that? Are you not okay with it? What have you? I'm not there to decide for you. This was kind of cute. Uh, one of the Super Bowl commercials that caught a lot of attention. And it's caught some attention before. Is the Google Home product. It's a lot like Amazon's Alexa where you can tell it something and then it'll do it for you. Amazon Alexa, order me dish detergent. Next thing you know, it's coming in the mail. Well, Google used the Super Bowl to plug its Google Home connectivity service. But the TV commercial apparently confused the systems and homes who already have it. So the Google Home service heard all the commands if you have Google Home and was trying to do it for you. It's kind of funny. Not like haha funny, but kind of funny. Starbucks has become a target of the Trump-loving conservatives, and that's good news for the brand. Ultimately, you have Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz. He's one of the company's... Uh, founders and leaders. If you've ever scrolled through Starbucks' Facebook page or Twitter mentions, you've probably come across some, you know, angry messages tied towards, you know, lattes. But a lot of people right now are upset that Starbucks wants to hire 10,000 refugees. And you'll see things like uh, Americans who served in war say, you know, why them, not us? Um, I think it's a pretty smart decision to have an opinion. And I think having an opinion shows leadership. As long as it's well thought out. I grew up in a family that literally our family would debate at dinner time. And we were told, you know, okay, debate the death penalty. And I had three, four older brothers, typically three at home. And we debate the death penalty, and the next day you had to take the opposite side. And it really taught us to learn how to think and try to convince, you know, try to win that night. Um, I know not every family could do that, especially since it's difficult to get your family together for 10 minutes, let alone for, you know, a dinner and then a conversation where there might be some hurt feelings. Um, but anyway, one of the areas that I'm most concerned about right now is the Federal Reserve and unwinding its grand experiment in monetary policy. When that happens, the knock-on effects in the bond market will ultimately pose a threat, in my opinion, to the housing recovery. So if your house is at all-time high and you need it at all-time high, think about this, that as the Fed starts to reduce its bond holdings, as the Fed starts to jump out of its stash of mortgage-backed securities, the cost of a mortgage for future people are going to go higher. It's going to be a big hit. 
and mathematically a lot of people aren't ready for higher mortgage rates. You're like, I don't need higher mortgage rates, I already got a mortgage. Great. That's true. We live in a country where they don't take your mortgage away from you. But the downside is, is you want to sell it to someone, and down the road, if mortgage rates are at 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9%, wherever, they're going to be able to afford a lot less homes. So instead of buying your whole home, they may buy a room. Or they may go, okay, I'm going to go to Oakland to buy. Or they may go, okay, I can't afford Oakland, I'm going to go to North Dakota. Poor North Dakota, right? Anyhow, Jawbone's jumping out of consumer wearables. So that whole Fitbit, Jawbone, Apple Watch, um, Garmin devices, it's getting a little bit skinnier as far as who's left standing. So it's been a rough couple of years for Jawbone. So they had some elegant fitness trackers. Um, and the company is starting to pivot. And following you know months of reports that where it burned through a billion dollars investors' money, the departure of a CFO and the significant end of its IPO, you know, people are starting to say they're winding down their business um, and they need to make a shift. So that's good news if you're a player who's left because you no longer have to compete on price with those guys. It's bad news in the sense that, like, the job owned up was a good product. Um, but, like, Competition, you don't need that much product. One of the things I said earlier in the show, I was talking to a guy who works at Apple, and he said, best thing that ever happened was Google Pixel came out, because the Justice Department won't be able to say we have a um, a monopoly. Samsung's got problems that are going to take a while to fix. So Google's Pixel has no profits as far as the phones go, but Apple has them all, so... Apple is smiling pretty. Lady Gaga did an ad for commercial uh, for Tiffany last night. Unfortunately, if you read the news today, you learn that Tiffany is sliding after its CEO resigns. Success or failure starts at the top. And when the 49ers had Carmen Policy and, um, you know, great coaches, Bill Walsh, great owners, the, the company did very, very well. The business did well. The team did well with Eddie DiBartolo. But as you've seen them wind down and new management come in, you've seen failure. So Tiffany is showing you failure because success or failure starts at top, whether it's a football organization or a retailer. You can find out more about me at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget the Berkeley, California event is sold out. It's still on. But it's sold out. Tickets remain for the Los Gatos event in March. You can sign up for that at Rob Black Show. Free entry is Radio 25, code Radio 25. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.